The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb celebrating episode 70 today it is the nascar gambling podcast here on the sports gambling podcast network he is cody zeeb i am rod via gomez Cody, buddy, 70, my friend. We have breached some very rare air as far as podcasters are concerned. Not too many people can say they've been together for 70 episodes. So, buddy, I just want to say thanks for strapping in week after week and and taking this ride with me. Hey, uh, thank you. This this is all your fault, your creation. (laughs) You you get all the credit for that. Uh, I'm just here for the ride, and I'm glad you brought me with. Well, I just I'm happy to announce that we have re-signed Cody Zeeb for the 2023 uh, season, <laughs> and that he will be in the ride for as long as he possibly wants to be in it. So, uh, you guys all out there can just say thank you so much to uh, the Sports Gambling Podcast Network for continuing to believe in Cody Zeeb. Yes, uh, I, I'm glad to be here for for hopefully the rest of my life now at this point. Uh, <laughs> just get that lifetime contract signed and out of the way, right? <laughs> hey, as long as we can continue to find sponsors, I think we're good to go, right? Agreed. I think so. I don't think we're going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, well, it's a good thing because uh, they're keeping us busy with storylines and news and all kinds of stuff. Man. I know. We just can't, we just can't get away <laughs> from it. Another crazy weekend. Yeah. Uh, All right. So we are actually here to break down, obviously, the South Point 400 uh, from the Las Vegas Motor Speedway and all of our bets from that weekend to include the Alsco Uniforms 302. But like Cody said, I mean, listen, news continues to happen and people continue to get pushed and shoved on the track. Uh, I, I don't know, Cody, I, I've been out of the loop today, so I don't know if there was anything that came out of that. I don't know if you saw anything that came out of that fight. Um, obviously we'll talk about it more during the, the actual bet breakdown, but, um, any news from that 45 camp? I have also been, uh, sort of out of the loop, but I don't think that we've seen anything yet. I mean, uh, man, NASCAR, I, I am glad I am not the person that has to make the decision on this because, I think that this is a really tough position. So obviously, if you missed it, hopefully you've at least seen it on social media or something at this point. Larson dive bombs Harvick and Bubba Harvick smartly checks up. He knew that was bad news. You saw him just lift and drop out. Uh, then then Larson kind of runs Bubba into the wall, and Bubba appears to just turn left and dump Larson. And then it ends Christopher Bell's day, who is an actual playoff driver. Uh, Man, it was rough. So I don't, I don't know because I, I, I'm so torn on this because I'm on both sides of it. We've seen a lot of people are acting like nobody's ever retaliated on the track before. Like uh, we see Hamlin. it all the time. We've knock, seen knock it for Denny years. Hamlin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's been going on to this degree is something for sure. If you purposely wreck somebody at this big of a track, going at that speed, especially with all the injury concerns we've had lately. Yes. Now Bubba was smart, unlike William Byron, and did not admit that he did it on purpose. I thought that that was key. He said that the steering was broken. You know that these cars are trash. The steering was broken and the car just turned. I I would say after watching it a few times, there could be a case to be made for that to have happened. Is that what happened? No, I think that he clearly turned left and dumped him. But uh, NASCAR is in quite the position here because... 
I can make a case, and I heard Jordan Bianchi talking about this, the writer from The Athletic, and I very much agreed with him. You, you can make a case from both sides, like why Wallace should be suspended a race or why it should just be a fine and a points deduction and the standard that we've seen throughout the year. Because the safety concerns lately have been a big thing. Um, the publicity around this either way is going to suck for NASCAR because if they penalize him, who's the one person that non-NASCAR fans know? Bubba Wallace. So all, all the stories are going to be, you know, Bubba Wallace suspended by NASCAR, and then that's going to create a whole thing. But at the same time, I mean, you, you can't look at it that way either when you're deciding on this. It needs to be, you know, did he purposely wreck him? Is that worthy of suspension? I mean, had he not destroyed his own car, I think the NASCAR would have parked him for the rest of the race. Obviously, he destroyed his own car. I don't know, Rod. What, what are your thoughts on this? So, as I was watching this live, and, and what's crazy is that I was watching this as uh, uh, I was on the air with the in-between media folks and, the, and Derek and all that stuff, and, and we honestly, all of us just didn't necessarily know what to say because when you watch it and when you watch it live we've seen this we saw it the whole race right i mean larson did not give he gave him just he gave bubba just enough room to try to make that work i mean he left him the ever so slightest of lanes but he left him a lane it wasn't as if he ran him all the way up the track i mean if right. you see it you you can tell that bubba had some room bubba could have lifted just like kevin lifted Right, I mean, right. Harvick. Harvick was smart enough to know, I I'm done. I can save yeah, my car. Yeah, bad news. Yeah. yeah, we have we have so much race left, and we've seen cars go from the back to the front in this race. Let's just take our our step back. We'll we'll let Larson do what he's got to do. We'll charge at it afterwards. I understand Bubba by saying I'm not lifting. I don't lift. That's fine. That's a good stance to take. Don't lift. But understand that there's consequences to not lifting. And not lifting means you got put in the wall because you chose to continue on the path that was going to put you in that wall. You saw Larson do what he was doing. I mean, it wasn't like you guys were door-to-door were, uh, -door and, and you decided and, and Larson moved you up the track. No, you were coming up his right rear and you saw him moving up and pinching in. You have a split decision to uh, make that decision. He chose to not lift. Well, that's going to put you into the wall almost 10 times out of 10. So don't do that. If you're trying to keep your car clean for owner's championship, if you're trying to keep your car clean just for the sake of keeping your car clean, live to fight another day. Like, don't die on that hill. And then to get put in the wall, that's one thing. But then to get mad about it and charge after the guy afterwards, safety concerns be damned. That's just a move that hot-headed drivers make, yes, but shouldn't have been made. That, that decision right there, to continue on because steering broken. Come on. Come on, guys. You're a professional driver. That was well, a long I mean, way to go. That was a long that, way to go for a, in, a drive, in, you know? in anyone's position, though, as just to you and I as a citizen, you know, you never admit fault to anything, <laughs> even if you did it. Right. That's what all the lawyers will tell you because they can use that against you. Like, you know, so. And we, t you know, it was talked about a few weeks ago when William Byron said, "Yeah, I wrecked him." Well, you admitted fault, so you know. Hey, I will say uh, this though, Cody. I will say this. Me personally, I have a bad case of road rage out there in the real world. So I could only <laughs> imagine what it's like going about 190 miles an hour in close quarters. I mean, I, I get it. Like, I'm not I'm not letting him off the hook for what he did, but I certainly understand the emotion of, of driving and just the sheer just power you have at your hands with you with that car. Right. I mean, we see road you know, agents I get when time. somebody wrecks me on iRacing. My <laughs> goodness. I can't imagine if it was a real car for my actual day job. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, the Xbox controllers so I've gone like, through. Stupid <laughs> mother. What are you doing? I'm screaming at the screen. My family's like, what the hell was going on downstairs? I'm like, don't worry about it. <laughs> Just man. Shut up. Go to bed. So I, I totally get that aspect yeah. of it. And I mean, the fighting thing. If, if you want to call that a fight, that was interesting. He just he shoved him and Larson. Larson's a little guy. Like I if, would not. He, he's very small. He's like I don't want to fight. No. Uh, he didn't punch him or anything. I mean, we've seen guys go farther lengths punching and stuff. 
Uh, he was heated. I get that. We've seen flashes of that from Bubba before. If you remember during COVID, they had the iRacing things, and he rage quit, quote-unquote, during that race and pissed off Blue Emu as a sponsor and all that stuff. Uh, I mean, again, I've done that too on iRacing. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I get being pissed. We've seen that for years. Tony Stewart threw helmets. Guys have thrown Hans devices, steering wheels. You see that in all forms of racing. So, well, we saw that in uh, Xfinity with Gibbs, right? Gibbs and yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, G- Gregson and Mayer got was it? I think it was Gregson and Mayer threw punches a couple years ago. I mean, there's been guys, you know, that have fought. We've seen it with Kevin Harvick over the years and Joey Logano and and Jeff Gordon and Clint Boyer. I mean, Fox made fun of that for like two years straight about them, you know, being on TV together after punching each other on the track. I mean, that's, that's always me. been the case. So. I get that. You're in the heat of the moment. I mean, you just, you know, he had a good car. He won stage, was it stage one or stage two. He was, he was really yeah. fast. Yeah. And, and he had a good car, you know, like he said, he had won at Kansas in a car similar to that. Now he ruined his own day by giving the retaliation. If the steering wasn't broken, you know, I'm going to leave that out there because allegedly it was, you know, who knows? Hey. Uh, but yeah, it just, man, I, I don't know. It, it I, I get it. The heat of the moment, you're going to do stuff like that. And I'm not going to blame anybody for that. And I don't think that that part of it is, is the egregious part. I think if he wrecked him purposely and if, if NASCAR can prove that, I guess, and then they can look, there's SMT data. They'll be able to tell, you know, onboard cameras. Yeah. yeah all that stuff. So uh, they're going to be, they're going to look at the situation. We're probably Tuesday or Wednesday. We'll find out for sure, but then it's going to get appealed and all that stuff. We gotta get through that stupid process as well. And, and so, you know, we'll see. It it depends what they think about it, but it's gonna be interesting because you almost have to send a message because we can't just have guys wrecking each other on tracks like this, especially with the injury concerns we've had this year. I mean, that's been bad enough. Had Larson not hit Bell, he'd have backed himself right into that wall. Would that have been a concussion for him? I mean, yeah, that's just it, it's going too far if he did purposely wreck him which from my assertion, he did. Um, and, and so I don't know. I, I probably would spend suspend him a race, to be honest, because um, I think you have to send that message that this can't happen. I think it's got to be a case-by-case basis because bumping somebody out of the way at Martinsville is different than wrecking somebody at 170 miles an hour on the front stretch at, at a track like Vegas. So I, I don't, it's not a, clear cut and dry thing you know and nascar is going to have to dance around that and that's always been the case and going to be the case but man i think they're going to have to send a message here and i feel like they will because you just can't be doing that man i get it i do trust me so it's so mad but (laughs) my my biggest thing is this i would be able to probably say and and make a better case for him losing the steering had he not gone after Larson afterwards, had he not walked across the track, had he not made an entire beeline for the guy, because that's See, the I intent. could make the opposite case, though. I could say he was more mad that he lost the steering and it cost him his day, right? I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah okay. that's the thing. I, no, I get it. Yeah, right. because <laughs> I, if he didn't purposely wreck him, then you are more mad because you haven't got your retaliation. He ended your day. Yeah, you ended up getting into him and he hits the wall, but... And I mean, that's a long shot that he didn't purposely wreck him. Like, but at the same time, the car kind of just, ba- it went straight. I mean, it just glided right into him. I don't know. It's well, it's funny I mean, I, as I we were watching it. I, I think so too. As, as we were watching though, uh, live, I was like, okay, what's the, I'm going to set odds for how many haymakers, uh, Wallace lands, right? This is yeah. before he even went to Larson. I was like, oh, because he kept walking. I was like, all right, look, I'm going to I'm gonna throw a gigantic negative number and you're going to take this as whether how many haymakers Wallace and then, and then all of a sudden he comes up and he starts shoving him. I was like, oh, hell yeah, let's go. Yeah, I was surprised he didn't try to punch him or anything like yeah. that. And it, it, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that's, yeah, it's, that's obviously the biggest story uh, from the weekend is that and then, it's going to continue to be a story as we go forward and see what the punishment is. Luckily, neither of those guys are in the playoffs. So, you know, I mean, that could easily cost Bubba a chance at a championship. Had he been in the playoffs still, if they decide to suspend him, obviously ends his day. Same thing with Larson ends his day. And it did end the day for Christopher Bell. There's a good chance Christopher Bell is going to have to pull out a miracle and win 
maybe the racing gods getting it right for him winning cardboard gate last week. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> but hey, ready for that it's going to be one. tough for him if he doesn't win at Homestead this coming week. It's going to be real tough for him at Martinsville, uh, and his championship hopes might have gone up that quickly from a Toyota teammate. Yes, they're not on the same team, but they're in the Toyota camp. They're in the Gibbs camp overall. Uh, so yeah, interesting, interesting incident there. Very much so. Um, all right, we've got a couple of uh, couple of things to wrap up real quickly as far as some of the news that you also uh, had posted. In our Discord, guys, if you're not in our Discord, you're doing yourself a huge disservice because this is where Cody keeps you up to date on everything that's going on. I mean, listen to us, yes, but by the same token, get it first in Discord. So, um, Yeah, yeah. I try to share all the like breaking news and any big, big news in there. And then, of course, we can expand on it in here, obviously. Uh, so, so you can get the news there, know about it, and then come here and hear our opinion on it. But, uh, yeah, a couple things. Justin Allgaier uh, re-signed with Junior Motorsports to be in the seven car. Um, they already have Sam Mayer extended to be in the one car. Brandon Jones leaving the 19 to be in the nine car. Josh Berry, who won the Xfinity race, has locked himself into the final four. Has He made a comment with a, with a grin about uh, you'll probably hear some news soon, so... I think that deal's about done. That's most likely going to be the four-driver lineup for Junior Motorsports next year. Um, Blake Harris is moving crew chief from the 34 car. He's done an incredible job with Michael McDowell this year, his first season with that team. They have done outstanding. It's been McDowell's best career year. F- average finishing-wise, I mean, I know he won the Daytona 500 last year, but but uh, so Blake Harris is leaving the 34, going to the 48. Alex Bowman's crew chief. Um, you know, said earlier this season that he was retiring at the end of the year. And so Harris is moving over there. I think that's a big gift for, for Hendrick Motorsports and a nice move for him. Um, Spire Motorsports uh, has an announcement set for Tuesday to announce the 77 car and their driver lineup. Ty Dillon is actually the most talked about driver when it comes to rumors for that. Um, so I, I don't know that it would be full-time to, uh, Ty Dillon in the 77. That car's been a rotating car for, for many years now. Uh, and so I would expect a rotating cast, but Dylan might be part of that. Um, obviously brother to Austin Dylan, grandson of Richard Childress. So he's got some ties. He's got some pretty committed sponsors that seem to follow him wherever he goes. Um, and he's out of the 42 car. Noah Gregson obviously is going to replace him in that car, which Gregson was the top finishing Hendrick driver this weekend. Just want to throw that out there. Shout out to him. I mean, Hendrick had a rough day, but, but uh, he performed well. Gene Haas was <laughs> quoted this weekend. He was at the track, and he says that he wants Cole Custer back in the 41 next season, but that Tony Stewart wants Ryan Priest in the 41 car. Uh, so a little interesting there to see what happens, who wins that battle. Uh, those guys obviously co-own Stewart Haas Racing. Um, and he did, Gene Haas did say he anticipates losing both Kevin Harvick and Eric Almarola after the 2023 season. That's big news. We've talked about Harvick, you know, maybe hanging it up here soon. So, and Almarola had planned on retiring at the end of this year. Uh, Smithfield obviously broke the bank to bring him back for one more year, but I wouldn't expect him to be back much longer after that. And then the biggest news off the track, Kurt Busch retiring from full-time racing, uh, kind of leaving that window open. Um, they did announce that Tyler Reddick will officially drive the 45 next year. Bubba Wallace obviously will move back to the 23. Again, we talked about that earlier on the season. They switched for the, the car owner points, which might come, come back to bite them at this point if we get a 100-point penalty, which I'm guessing will happen. Um, but, uh, yeah, so so Kurt Busch is, is retiring from full-time racing. Again, the last driver, active full-time driver that raced against Dale Earnhardt Sr. He's been in NASCAR so long, 20, 22, 23 full-time seasons now. For Kurt Busch, um, so an incredible career. He won with every manufacturer on the planet, I think. Uh, Ford, he won with Dodge, he won with Toyota, won with Chevy. I believe he might have even won with Pontiac in there at some point. He, he's been all over the place and, and won in many different teams. Obviously, a lot of the big teams. He was at Roush, he was at, at Stuart Haas, he's been at uh, 2311 now he's been a Penske he's been all over the place even some small crappy teams for a little while kind of rehabbing his career and made a comeback uh so great career for Kurt Busch sad to see him go sad to see it end this way we talked about that already 
earlier on the season. Man, you don't want to see a a great. Uh, you know, he's he's one. You know, he's been around a long time. Last of a of a generation of drivers that I grew up watching, really. Um, and to see him retire and and have to go out missing the last was it 10, 15 races with uh, the concussion symptoms sucks. Sounds like he's going to be at twenty three eleven in like an advisory role um, and brand activation with Monster and all of that stuff. Um, and I think that this probably plays into Ty Dillon or uh, Ty Gibbs rather going to the eighteen car Monster, having that Cup Series driver sponsorship commitment. Now that Kurt Busch won't be in the forty five Monster car, it'll be easy to transition that Monster car to the eighteen. You got Ty Gibbs in that car. I think that that probably all kind of helps mix the pot behind the scenes. We still not heard the announcement of Gibbs to the 18. Obviously, I, I think, you know, <laughs> it'd be extremely shocking at this point. That's uh, like minus, you know, 10 billion for him to go to the 18 car next year. Uh, but uh, yeah, so those are all the big news. There's a lot, again, a lot of news this week. A lot, of, a lot of changes and stuff coming on. We're getting down to the end here. We only have three racing weekends left sadly um and so yeah all the all the moving and shaking with people getting their plans and, and getting things ready for uh, next season and we will have so much good time to break that down to in the off season a few weeks for us to talk about exactly what no more kurt bush in the series means what it's going to look like with kyle bush out of toyota all that sort of speculation and then of course once they start coming out with future odds we can break that down as well so lot a lot of stuff uh to to be had over the the off season silly season is what they call it right yep <laughs> uh, all right so we did actually have some bets to break down from this weekend of racing believe it or not uh it wasn't just a <laughs> A crazy weekend in Vegas, but there was some bets to be made, and we'll break those down in stage two. We'll come back from the break and do all that for you. But before we do, let me ask you, you thinking of joining WinBet? Yeah, you are. Now's the perfect time because new customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to one thousand dollars are you looking to join the win bet biggest winners club whoever hits the biggest parlay on win bet odds wise gets a one thousand dollar free bet win bet is truly hashtag dgens only so much to choose from all you got to do head over to sports slash win bet so they know that we sent you that sports gambling podcast.com slash w-i-n-n-b-e-t to claim your free bet today offer subject to change terms conditions winbet.com must be 21 or older and present the state replay through win bet is available if you or someone you know has a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 no house advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today play pick'em contest versus other people for the shot at winning two hundred and fifty thousand dollars or more in cash download the app choose a contest select your player props earn points for correct picks and climb that leaderboard for your shot to win big money every single day you also can test your skills against the house in 20 times your entry if you hit all of your picks bet on up to five player props over unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league including the nfl nba mlb pga mma and of course NASCAR, sign up now with promo code SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app on the App Store and get a first deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. And you won't want to miss out on this. Well, we certainly did not miss out on the action on the track. It was... Again, the Las Vegas weekend, starting out with the Xfinity drivers in the 2022 Alsco Uniforms 302. 300 miles around the Las Vegas mile-and-a-half track, 200 laps. And damn it all, Cody, if it did not come down to a freaking ridiculous phantom caution that shook up the field. And, and I mean, look, it, it benefited us in some ways, but it screwed us in others uh, so let's just talk about the fact that uh, we had bets on this. Let, let's lay out the bets, and we'll just talk about how the race went as we talk about the bets. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Uh, no cardboard needed this week. <laughs> they had Sam Darnold uh, up there on the button, saw a ghost, and uh, and the caution came out. <sighs> but, uh, you know, it, I guess uh, overall I would say it helped my bets the most. <laughs> so maybe the racing gods getting even from uh, screwing me with the cardboard last week. But uh, yeah, I'll jump right into it. Trevor Bain, top five, minus 140. I felt really good about him. I wrote him up in my Garage Guys article. 
later on in the week. Uh, actually ended up taking him to win in that one. I was feeling really good, and he had the fastest car on the track throughout the day. Looked very good. He just kept having issues. Uh, almost spun out right at the beginning of the race. Just lost it. A great save by him. Um, but then a pit road penalty later on. So on and so forth. If there had been one more late caution, I think he would have had a chance to win it. But uh, was able to climb back into the top five. He was running the fastest times uh, each and every lap there at the end. Um, but not enough time for him to get up front. But that's okay. He got the top five at minus 140. A little bit of a sweat on that one, uh, again, as, as he just kept having issues. But a top five car, he was without a doubt all day long. It was pretty much a, a crazy thing to watch Baines race. I mean, he started second, and then you just... He kept fighting and then falling and then fighting and then falling and then fighting and then falling. And you're right. I mean, it, it was basically up to him to try to fight his way back through the field all day long, which he did. That 18 car, like you said, looked solid, ended up getting right into that fifth place position for you to cash that bet. Um, I was rooting for you on that one, too. Uh, definitely wanted to see Trevor Bain getting in the top five, and he did. So uh, good on you for that one. Uh, my next bet, I'm a little bit pissed. In fact, I'm a lot pissed uh, because Ty, I picked Ty Gibbs to finish over Justin Allgaier. This bet was cashing almost all day long. In fact, Ty Gibbs leading 30 laps in that, in that race uh, and, and really just jumping out to it. Lap 24, he took the lead, did not look back for a very long time. Uh, and then all of a sudden, we get those cautions. Allgaier is climbing around and doing Allgaier things. And then that last restart is when uh, Ty Gibbs finally lost it to Algar. I mean, they were fighting back in that 8th, ninth, 10th position for the better part of the, the last stage. And then, again, finally they bunched the field back up again. Algar gets around Gibbs. If, if you weren't following along, Algar finishes third. Ty Gibbs finished fourth. And my bet did not cash. So I was, uh, I was very un unhappy with the results of that one. Yeah, uh, man, Allgaier really honestly did not have a good day. He looked bad for most of that race. Another guy I wrote up in that article, um, <laughs> and I got screwed on that one as well in my, my bet there, but I, I talked about just fading him this weekend because things just looked off in practice and qualifying. Didn't seem like he had it, and he did not throughout the race. Again, the Phantom Caution shook things up. He got a little lucky there and was able to to – Edge Gibbs out by the one spot. Um, but yeah, he, he didn't, wasn't racing that way throughout the race for sure. Um, and the, the Gibbs overall guy, only minus 115, incredible value for how they raced all day. It didn't cash, but uh, it was a good bet. Next up for me, uh, this one was a little juiced up, minus 160. I had Josh Berry over Austin Hill. Uh, I, I felt Berry this week. I, I felt really good about it. I don't know what it was. Um, but but it worked out. Obviously, Barry goes on to win the race. Hill ends up finishing sixth. I talked about that when we were talking about this. Was It wasn't necessarily thinking Hill was going to have a bad day because I didn't think he would. He's been doing very well lately. He's made a lot of money for us uh, betting on him, and so I, I was a little nervous about that, but I felt like Barry would have a really good day. Obviously, getting the win um, you know, pays off for him, but but honestly, Hill beat uh, Barry. Hill was fourth in stage two. Barry was sixth, and Hill was second in stage one. Um, he had a really good run to, to open the race, and Barry was back in ninth. Uh, so kind of got lucky on this one again. Without that phantom caution, Barry's not up there at the front of this race. Um, and so it, it worked out, luckily. Again, the, uh, the the racing gods making up for Cardboard Gate. But uh, I'll take them. <laughs> when they get pulled out from me the week before, I'll take them however I can get them this week. <laughs> they had to toss you something. They were like, all right, fine. Here, take Josh Berry to win this and, and cash all these bets. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, look, for me, uh, that eight car, you're right, in the mix at the end. and and But he did lead on two separate occasions in this, right? He led uh, six, 65 total laps, to be honest with you. So what, second most in the race to Noah Gragson. So obviously he had a, a clean race. Those JRM cars just all up yeah, there all day fast. long. Yeah, they none of them none of them look slow uh, up to and including Sam Mayer who who finished seventh in this. So I mean, yeah, you got to get your hats to these guys finishing one, two, three. Uh, and obviously Gragson had something to say probably about that as well. Uh, but yeah, I mean this definitely cast your bet. This next one for you, man, great call on this. 
So, so damn close. Fucking close. So damn oh close. my goodness, a 50 to 1 you almost hit. I know. Uh, oh man, I, I was rooting hard for this one. Haley Deegan, I gave out as a top 10 driver uh, in the Xfinity Series this week. Obviously the Cup Series regular. Heading over to the Xfinity Series on the off week to try to get herself uh, some experience behind the wheel. A lot of talk about her actually taking on a full-time ride next season uh, in the Xfinity Series. So obviously why not get her some experience in the early going. Look, Deegan had a decent qualifying run for it being her first Xfinity race, and she qualified in 20th on this. Climbed her way all damn day, fought around some some cars that were just jockeying for all over. 13th place finish for Haley Deegan. So close to 10th place. That last caution gave a, a small glimmer of hope that she could pass a couple extra cars to get inside the top 10. But listen, for... For this bet at plus 5,000, like Cody said, right? A 50 to 1 bet for a top 10, and it almost cashed. I mean, that that to me just shows Haley Deegan has some speed, and she's got something for uh, some of these folks. Look at the guys that she finished in front of. John Hunter Nemechek, Riley Herbst, right? Even A.J. Allmendinger at the end. Uh, Kyle Sieg. Um, like, guys like that that... that and Sheldon Creed even. Obviously, Sheldon Creed had trouble, but you know all these guys that she finished in front of, she didn't have a problem all day. She kept herself clean. She raced clean. There was no incidents, incidents with her on the track for the most part. And I think maybe if this were a 400-mile race, she would have found her way into the top 10 at some point. So um, I'm, I'm hopeful for her next season for being a good Xfinity uh, Series driver. Yeah, agreed. I very impressed with her in her first start. Uh, they talked about it on the broadcast, but she wanted to just keep things clean. We're on a good, solid race, and a lot of times that pays off very well for these drivers. That that was her only goal was just stay out of trouble. Let's get all the laps in. Let's and then people just clean themselves out of the way when you're doing that and get a good result. But yeah, to be three spots away from hitting a fifty to one, that's always good. And again, that's something with the show that we're able to help you with because. The books bring it out. Yeah, she's making her first Xfinity Series start. She's coming up from the truck series. Her truck results have been so-so, but they didn't factor in she was going to be in a Stuart Haas car. Comes, We talked about that. Comes out later in the week. Oh, there's some Stuart Haas backing here. What a freaking surprise. Like, who could have saw that coming, right? So, obviously, it was mispriced for the type of car that she was going to be in. Um, and so, yeah, great call by you. Oh, so close. That would have been a real nice one to hit. Um, but that's why we throw these out. We don't. We're not just throwing out, you know, 50 to ones for shits and giggles. Like we're throwing them out because they have a legit shot to hit. And this is showing you, I mean, I had a cup series driver. I gave out a hundred to one. He beat my two better favorites to it. And he was eighth place, like a little more chaos at the end of that race, a hundred to one. Like, and so we give out these long shots because yeah, they're long shots, but they've got a chance. And that's obviously why we've hit quite a few this year already. But uh, yeah, that was a great call by you. Next up for me, um, I had winning car number as an odd number, plus 100. It uh, was kind of a hedge off the Barry to win pick. Uh, and you were getting it a plus 100, which didn't make sense based on the cars we had up there. Second and third place, both odd-numbered cars. So this one was close to cash, and obviously I'll, I'll take my winner being in the even-number car instead. Uh, so, so yeah, nice, nice little hedge on, uh, you know, if, if a guy like Barry didn't win. Um, but, but yeah, plus 100, this was just mispriced. Um, and so I would take that one again. Yeah. You'll take the plus 1000 or the plus 100 any day of the week. Uh, (laughs) all right. I had Austin Hill as a top 10 car that hit at plus 250. Um, I still don't understand why this was as high as it was at plus 250 for a top 10 for Austin Hill. Don't care. Definitely. will take that. Uh, he finished in sixth place. Cody talked about how we, we didn't think he was going to have a bad day. I mean, he started eighth, finished sixth, wasn't like uh, he fell out of the top 10 for very much. And he was running around uh, in the top 10 most of the day anyways. Uh, fell out a couple of times, obviously, strategies and, and cautions and, and that. But he always found his way back up into the top 10. Uh, so this one was never really that that major of a sweat. And at plus 250 for a guy that's been running well uh, to finish inside the top 10, I'm glad we hit that one because, uh, again, that was one of the few that I hit this weekend. <laughs> Not a very good weekend for me uh, overall, but uh, uh, we hit a few good ones. Yeah, again, just extracting value. There was no reason that he should have been plus 250 for a top 10. As solid as that car has been all season, 
as good as his finishes have been. Again, we've seen the issues with his teammate Creed, and it happened again this weekend, but Hill has not had those issues. He's had the solid finishes. They've been there. Great call by you. Like we talked about, he was in the top 10 all day, second in stage one, out of top, I think it was what, fourth in stage two, so uh, ran a good race, and that bet really wasn't in question uh, much at all. I gave out two winners. I had a uh, uh, Brandon Jones to win at, at 20 to one. He finished ninth again for, you know, a 20 to one guy. That's not a bad finish. Uh, and then there was actually a point in that race where it looked like Jones maybe had a chance to win. Uh, but then obviously Josh Berry, 10 to one, he snags the victory. The, uh, the phantom caution pays off for him, cycles things out, right? Got shoved in the wall there late. Boy, that's, uh, I, I didn't think it was going to be good after that. I was about to be real mad at Almondinger yet again. I believe he's the one who drove him into the wall. But uh, luckily, things held on for Barry. He was able to hold on and win the race. Uh, yeah, and a 10 to 1, that's that's always a fun fun thing to hit. Yes, it is, and he definitely hit it. Uh, I gave out Brandon Jones as a top five car. <sighs> Brandon Jones was a top five car. Brandon Jones continued to be a top five car. Brandon Jones was fifth or at least uh, uh, in the top five in uh, stage two and stage one to end both of those. So Brandon Jones was definitely a top five car. Brandon Jones brought out the Phantom Caution. Brandon Jones slid a little bit, and, and all of a sudden the Caution came out. But he did finish ninth. I highly... And he was running... Wasn't he running like third when that happened? Yes, yes. He was definitely yeah, up so in the top three. Yeah. Yep. So, but he, he but he righted himself and got back in there, and uh, there just weren't enough laps for him to get back inside the top five unfortunately after that so i just at plus 500 man that one should have hit that one should have hit and that one is a tough break because i really feel like had all things been the same and had everything run clean he would have been a top three car and he probably like you said could have won he led five laps in this race uh in, in the lap 100 area so you know he had a fast truck or a fast car and and i just feel like we missed out on that one so badly Yep. Yeah. That, again, I think it was a good call. We talked about him being fast lately, uh, and he showed up again and was fast again. Again, yeah. The the late spin and caution uh, didn't didn't go his way, and, and that'll happen. Yep. And then I gave out AJ Allmendinger as the winner of this race. Led seven laps. Started on the pole. Finished twenty second because yeah, he got in a late tussle with uh, uh, Josh Berry and. Man, I love AJ. I love him. Love him to death. Love the passion. Love the fire. Uh, love the fact that he continues to just go balls out, right? But the guy needs to calm down. Like, really, honestly, I'm full of anxiety all day, every day, right? I mean, my anxiety's on peak. But this guy, man, right off the jump, my tire's wiggling. My tire's wiggling. Dude's turning in, like, lead lap pace, and, and he's worried about a tire wiggle. It's like, AJ, brother. Take a deep breath. Drive, man. Like, I get it. And then, of course, he was right. That's why he had to pit the second time, uh, which cost him the the chance to win as well. So it's not all phantom, but by the same token, it's like, you know, drive a little bit more relaxed, my friend. That's that's really yeah, and, Yeah, and, and another thing they were talking about on the broadcast, just, you know, like, Oh, it's a hundred and some percent worse. And Steve Latard's like, yeah, it can't be a hundred and some percent worse because it's not possible. Like, this is not helping anybody. And like, yeah, it just, uh, yeah, little overreaction doesn't help that his team told him it was fine and it wasn't fine. Uh, they're gonna have to hash that out at the shop. I man, Almondinger, that's the thing with him. If you're gonna try and win this championship, buddy, you gotta just remain calm in situations like that. He's not shown to do that. That's scary for, for him. Uh, and, you know, he's sitting outside the playoffs. So just to update the playoff picture real quick, um, you know, we've kind of had these big four drivers all season with uh, Allmendinger, Allgaier, Gibbs, and Gregson. Well, those four will not be the four in Phoenix for the championship because Josh Berry has won. He is locked in. No matter what happens these next two races, he's in the championship in the final four. And again, whoever finishes best in that race of the four is the champion. So he's locked in. Gregson's sitting pretty comfortable with a 44-point cushion. Uh, Gibbs at 25, and then Allgaier at 15. Hill is 15 out. Allmendinger is 16 out. Brandon Jones is 27 out. And Sam Mayer is 36 points out. So uh, 
again, win next week at Homestead, which obviously we'll talk about that on the next show. But, uh, you know, and then you punch your ticket into the next round. But uh, only three spots remain now for the Xfinity guys as Barry has locked up his spot. Time is running out. Uh, all right, speaking of time is running out, the Cup drivers have the same predicament as we go and break down our bets for the South Point 400 after the break. But before we get there, let's talk about Babbel. If you're like me, there's got to be a foreign language that you regret not learning in school or from your grandma or from anybody else that was trying to teach you the language. You looked him dead in the face and said, no. Well, I wish I would have not done that, but it's never too late to start now with Babbel. Babbel is the language learning app that has sold more than 10 million subscriptions. And thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, you can finally cross, you can finally cross learning whatever new language it was that you wanted to off of your list. With Babbel, all you need is 10 minutes to complete a lesson so you can start having real-life conversations in a new language in as little as three weeks. Other language learning apps, <laughs> they use AI for their lesson plans. But Babbel, their lessons were created by over 150 language experts and voiced by real native speakers, not computers. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective, and with Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. So many different ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. Can't beat that. Start your new language learning journey today. With Babbel right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash SGP. That's babbel.com slash SGP for up to 55% off your subscription. Babbel, language or life. You watch football? You probably do if you're listening to this show because you're an SGP junkie and you're a sports junkie just like the rest of us. But if you watch football... You need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone Plus games in 4K at no extra charge. Over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Go watch on all your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud-based DVR. Plus, no contract, no commitment. Cancel at any time. Right now, you can try Fubo TV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash S. GP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash S-G-P. So many books out there, right? So much research to do before you place your bets. Not just listening to this show or any show on the SGP, and you got to put the work in. Well, there is a site out there, folks, that helps you do all of that and more to become a huge Huge better out there in the market. It's called OddsTrader.com. It's a place to compare odds from all major sports books. Plus, you can compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from sports books to get the best deal. You get player stats, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day, weather even. It's literally going to make you the most informed better in the entire galaxy. Plus, it's got a bet tracker so you can keep records of all your games and betting activity. You want all that? Handicapping, play-by-play updates, live scores and bet tracking, player statistics, key game statistics, what you're going to have for breakfast for the next week? Yeah, they probably won't give you that, but they definitely give you all the rest of that. Go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Oddstrader, it's the number one site for all of your game day bets. All right, Cody, the cup boys took the track out there at the South Point 400 in Las Vegas. And you got a lot of green on this side of the page as well uh, because you definitely were the the NASCAR whisperer today. <laughs> you carried the bets this week, buddy. Well, I believe it was you that carried us last week. So uh, <laughs> just just trying to pick off uh, uh, my slack from last week. So. <laughs> yeah, I ended up with the, you know, again, and again, like we talk about, you don't have to hit the winner to have a good weekend in betting in, in NASCAR or racing, especially in F1, but but in racing in general. And again, was the case here. Yeah, we didn't get the winner right, but we hit quite a few other plus odds bet and other bets. And so, um, you know, it, it paid off and it was a good week. Um, yeah, we'll start out with one that did not pan out. Chase Elliott, a top, ten, top five at plus 120. My goodness, was that nine car just flat? bad this weekend whoa i did not see that coming uh as solid as they've been lately as well as they've run uh, as consistent as they've been uh, it just 
Yeah, I, I thought we would have saw more from him, but he was nowhere to be found all day. He got no stage points. Um, you know, and, and even though he finished the race, um, he finished where he ended up 21st. It he almost basically used his mulligan up uh, for his playoff cushion again. We talked about that huge lead he had, but from getting no stage points and only finishing 21st, he's only got a 17 point cushion over the cut line now. Um, and so yeah, I I just swing swing and a miss on this one. I felt like it was good value based on what we've seen lately, getting it at plus money. But uh, Elliot nowhere to be found on Sunday. Let this just be a lesson to everybody out there. It is possible for the best in the entire world to have a day where you just come out flat. So if that ever happens to you, don't get down on yourself because it happens to literally the most elite athletes in the entire world. And yeah, I mean, you want to talk about just having an off day. Like I know that every once in a while you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh man, I feel bad. But boy, he came out and looked every bit as bad. As well, and if you think about it too, I mean, so Hendrick has, yes, two cars in the playoffs. They've got the nine and the 24, but the five is out. The 48 is out. So all their resources are focused on those two cars. You look at those two cars and the nine car gives you a much better chance at winning the championship. So you think they've got all the minds in that building. We already know they work very well together and they share information and, and they've got a, you know, a great ship over there that, that spreads out throughout all their cars. They're the best team in the garage. And all of that led to this. And it was just like, wow, they, you know, it was a swing and a miss really by by Hendrick in general this weekend. We didn't see enough from Larson, I think, because obviously the, the accident that, that took him out. So a little hard to determine, you know, where he might have been, but only seventh in stage one. Uh, and then really Byron, you know, I guess he, he hung around. He got stage points in both stages. And uh, but, you know, his finish only a 13th. Uh, Gregson had the best day and he's just the fill in guy for, you know, Bowman. So uh, interesting, interesting race weekend from from Hendrick in general. But uh, yeah, just a miss on that one. Yeah. Well, again, a, a calculated miss because it probably should have been a lot better than that. And a plus money again, man, it just the value seemed to be there. That that was really what made me take that was the fact that it was plus money. Yeah. Uh, all right. Speaking of a plus money bet that hit and it didn't take too long for it to hit, uh, thankfully, is that was Ryan Blaney over Christopher Bell. I hate the way it happened. But it definitely happened, and that was at plus 105. Obviously, Bell was looking good. Uh, Bell was a car that was up front a lot of the race and, and doing great things. Uh, again, just happened to get collected in that melee between uh, Wallace and Larson. Uh, Blaney, though, he was he was absolutely good, right? He was leading the race up in front for a, a majority of, of what he was running. Uh, but then just tire. I, I think it was, ended up being the tire that did him in. Uh, and, and, and he just could not continue on. Now, thankfully, he ran more laps than did uh, Christopher Bell, so obviously that cashed this bet. But, yeah, I mean, Blaney had a car to, to, uh, to contend with all race long up until the point where he didn't anymore. And, uh, unfortunately for Ryan Blaney, that, that didn't, uh, didn't bode well from 39 laps that 12 car ran, uh, led. Just an impressive – in fact, that was, what, the second most laps of the day – uh, led next to Ross Chastain, who led 68. So, yeah, I mean, Blaney had an opportunity to to pull that car home. He started 28th and finished, or uh, I'm sorry, he started fourth and finished 28th. But, yeah, again, bad day for the 12, but better than the 20, which is all we needed it to be. So uh, at plus 105, we cashed that bet. Yeah, it's, you know, it sucks to see a guy obviously get wrecked and taken out early, but when you're betting against them, it's nice to have that cushion and, it came in handy because, you know, had they both or, you know, had Blaney had his issues and Bell finished the race, Bell would have easily finished ahead of him. So, hey, it cashes and it's plus money. Uh, and again, take them any way you can get. We've seen them taken away from us. We just saw it last week at the Roval with the cardboard. So uh, if they can come, they can come your way. You got to take them when you can get them. Uh, next up for me, I had Kevin Harvick over Daniel Suarez. This one was up and down all day. Suarez actually looked pretty good a majority of the day. Uh, he finished third in stage one, third in stage two. Um, and then he was one of the guys who spun late later on in the race, uh, took took a ride through the infield after just kind of losing it coming off of four there. Uh, Harvick, also an up and down day. At one point, people were in the Discord were like, what the hell happened to him? Then all of a sudden, he was back up in the mix. Then I thought maybe he had a chance to win the race. Then he got you know shuffled back again. So up and down for both of them. Harvick finishes twelfth. 
Suarez uh, in 16th. So luckily it caches, but uh, yeah, this one was those track house cars at these mile and a halfs, man. They've been looking good. They 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 were fast. They were good. Chastain obviously led the most laps, like you said, uh, was up front there until the very end when Logano runs him down. But uh, yeah, it uh, luckily this one cashed, but it, it was definitely a sweat all day. Yeah, it definitely was. Uh, Suarez leading 31 laps. And it was Chastain and Suarez, like almost one, two, or two, three, or whatever, somewhere in the in that mix pretty much most of the day. So you're right, those guys were both quick. And, and I thought for a while, too, this was going to be uh, a not winner because Suarez just looked way too fast for that. So, <clears throat> all right. I gave out uh, Kyle Busch. Oh, you want to talk about sweat, though. I gave out Kyle Busch over Martin Truex Jr. Cody, did... Did you just not get the memo to Martin that he's retired? Like, literally should not be competing as much as he is in these last few races. In fact, this bet was not cashing well until the late stages of that, that last uh, uh, couple of cautions. Kyle Busch find his, finally found his way up to third place. And actually, I think maybe 10 more laps in this race, he, he could have competed for the win. Uh, but Martin Truex Jr., Started 27th, dude, finished 7th. What the hell is a top 10 finish for Martin Truex Jr. doing in there? And he, again, was ahead of Kyle Busch for a majority of the last part of this race. Like, again, it was it was Kyle Busch up front, and then Martin Truex Jr. found his way up around the front and, and, and was ahead of Kyle Busch because Kyle Busch had Kyle Busch problems. He ends up spinning out in the beginning and makes me think, well, that this day's done. Uh, but he yep. fights his way back up. Right, and then only to file his way back down a couple more spots. Ugh, this was more of a sweat than I needed to be there, Cody. Yeah, yeah, we talked about battle of the the bad luck drivers, and really, I mean, yeah, Kyle had the spin early and kind of an up and down day, but again, found himself in the front second week in a row with a third place finish. Uh, you know, just kind of coming on at the end. Martin Truex Jr. The thing I love about him finishing seventh is we should get him in some matchups next week, and we can just fade him because uh, I don't think he's all of a sudden back. I think it's a fluke. He, he has a decent day and doesn't run into a problem, and I'll still be betting against him. But, uh, yeah, a little bit of a sweat, but, again, hey, it cashes, and uh, at this point, take it any way you can get it, right? Amen. Uh, next up for me, I had Eric Jones with the top 10, plus 300. I was big on Eric Jones this weekend. Uh, I had him at 100-1 to 1 to win this race as well. Just go ahead and toss that in there. He was in the mix. Uh, you know, he was – he was up there uh, running good, running well, uh, pretty much a majority of the day, not necessarily in the top 10 in either of the stage ends, but but keeping himself in the mix and in the hunt. And then, you know, you get the late the late uh, restarts and ends up finishing in eighth place. But I think he was all the way up to third or fourth uh, on that, that last restart there uh, and just keeping himself in the mix. He's been good at mile and a half this year. We saw the trend, pointed it out. And, yeah, uh, plus 300 for a top 10. That was an easy cash with him uh, coming home in eighth place, and then you know at hundred to one, if you get a you're, you're betting on a guy a hundred to one, and he finishes eighth place and, and beats out your thirty to one and your ten to one, <laughs> man, that's uh you know I'll, that's a hell of a day. I'll, I'll take that for a, a hundred to one bet any week. Yeah, and again, Eric Jones just quietly moving his way up all day long. He started twenty second and finished eighth. Another one of those drivers starting deeper in the field and just kind of putting himself in, in the good positions at the stage breaks, taking the right pit stops, getting fast pit stops. So, yeah, there's something to be said uh, about that uh, 43 car that you just got to keep your eye on. Keep your eye on next yeah, and year. Just, and that that's what's so nice about it, too, when you're betting on a guy like that is it is quiet. And so, like, nobody's talking about him. Nobody notices him. He just keeps getting the good finishes, and they keep setting the lines there because nobody's thinking about it. Nobody's talking about it. It allows you to keep hammering it. And, yeah, plus 300, uh, again, was just really good value for a bet like this. Well, I took an Aaron Jones-type swing at this next bet, and uh, Brad Keselowski as a top-10 car never was. He finished 17th. This guy, I don't I, uh, I don't know. I, I thought so much for him, but that six car came out looking about as flat as the nine car. Is, maybe Was the number turned upside down? Was that what was going on? It's, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, oof, man. It was a rough day for him. It just, he never had it all day. Mm -mm, never. I mean, it was plus 300. Obviously it was set that way for a reason, but again, the value was there because Brad had done it 
time and time again. So we were taking a swing at it, and unfortunately, um, this six car really does uh, have. I, Brad has no love for this six car. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, not lately. It's uh, it's it's been so up and down for them, and just when you think they're starting to figure things out, it's a big step backwards again. So it's gonna be interesting to see kind of next year how how these two cars, both the six and the seventeen, run next year with, with the off season of what changes they're able to make and kind of going forward. Plus 300, though, again, the value was there for what we've seen from them lately. Um, and, you know, you take two guys at plus 300 and one of them hits, that covers the other one. So hopefully that's what you did there. Another one, we've hit on this one a few times this year. And, again, uh, you know, Ford to win at plus 360, just flat out mispriced. We, I don't understand it. None of our drivers to – none of our picks to win were Ford drivers. But we tossed this out there again as – it can happen. There's enough Ford guys and Ford has enough speed and all this other stuff that they can put themselves in there. Ford looked good all day. Blaney was up front a lot. Uh, you know, Briscoe kind of lucked into a good finish at the end there, I think. Um, but Harvick looked decent, you know, and Joey Logano looked good and then came on strong late. Very good there. Uh, and obviously runs down Ross Chastain, passes him uh, and gets the win. But that, uh, you know, even though we didn't hit the winner bets, you hit the Ford to win at plus 360. Again, we're just going to keep watching for this because if you get a manufacturer that's – and even though we brought it up last week with Toyota at the road course and decided not to take it because Toyota had been so bad there, and then look what happened, it, it still hit. So, again, if you're getting any manufacturer at this point that's priced up above plus 300, I would say, I think that's just an auto bet because – We've seen no matter what, how we think we thought Toyotas were going to be the fast ones this week. Chevy's fast every week, and and then Ford ends up snagging. And even though, yes, yeah, Chevy's more dominated the day with the Chastains and the Reddicks up front most of the day. Again, it was the Ford there at the end, and again they have good enough drivers to put themselves in position to be there at the end. And so, just a straight value play, and it worked out for us. Indeed. Again, it's, you know, hedging is, is what we're all about, too. We're trying to teach you how to how to make good bets. So uh, Ford to win, definitely a, a good bet there. Uh, all right. I gave you Kyle Larson as the winner of Group B. Kyle Larson probably didn't even win Group G at this point. So uh, I'm just going to go ahead and, and gloss over that one only because, yeah, again, I mean, he, given a chance. yeah. And, and look, it looked for a second there like he was going to have the opportunity to, to, to run well, um, maybe not as good as, as, as Christopher Bell, because Christopher Bell had a, a very fast car, um, and that might have been the one that tripped up Kyle Larson. Uh, and then, of course, Chastain was in that group as well, so we know Chastain ended up uh, finishing second in that race, so he wouldn't have beaten Chastain either, I don't think, because Chastain had a very fast uh, Chevy as well. So, yeah, I don't know. This one just didn't have it, and then, of course, him getting wrecked out definitely took it away from us. So, uh, yeah, bad, bad, bad pick there, but I still think it was a, a good value at plus 250. Yeah, good value. It's hard to know what you maybe, you know, things could have been different had he not gotten taken out and been in the mix there. It's it's really hard to know. I gave out three winners. I already touched on Eric Jones, 100 to 1. He finished eighth. Kevin Harvick, 30 to 1. Again, just blatant mispricing for a guy that's as good as Harvick is. That's proven he can do it. He's gotten it done this season. Uh, 30 to 1. He finished 12th. Again, for a 30 to 1 driver, that's not really bad. And then 10 to 1 on Elliott. I thought that it was mispriced as well. And again, we already talked about they just did not show up this weekend. Uh, unfortunately, it just it was what it was. Uh, and you know, you're going to have those weeks where they just swing and they miss. And who knows? Maybe they were trying something out. I get. I don't know why you tried out on that car. I don't know, but yeah, just just a, a big miss on that one for sure. Uh, and I gave out Tyler Reddick. Uh, Tyler Reddick was my my shorter odds ones at plus nine hundred, and Kyle Busch at plus twelve hundred. Again, I think if we had 10, 15 more laps, Kyle Busch may have actually cashed this one out because he was getting very close to, to get the Ross Chastain and Joey Logano battle there at the end, and I just think he ran out of, out of real estate. He was a fast, fast car at the end. Uh, like I said, he just had that up and down day, spun out to begin, and and then just fought his way back the rest of the day. Very patient, though, Kyle Busch. I, I, it's about the most patient I've seen Kyle Busch uh, in, in a few weeks and just kind of putting together a methodical race to get him up the third at all. And then Tyler Reddick, starting on the pole, leading 32 laps, and just restarts killed that guy. Like he did not have he did not have the takeoff and the and the 
really the short well he didn't have the long run speed really he had the good takeoffs he just didn't have the long run speed because people were tracking him down after uh, three or four laps um but yeah i mean i i feel bad because tyler reddick just really looked like he had a good thing going uh, especially there after he took the lead from Cindric in uh lap three and just held that lead but then again he could never get back up to the front because i think he had a pit a pit issue as well there as well so um just a lot of bad luck for Reddick, and, and he just couldn't find his way back up to the front. But again, I mean, both of these guys finishing inside the top six, honestly, uh, means they both had an opportunity at one point to, to win this race. So, uh, And I thought Kyle Busch, like I said, did a good job of getting back up there. Uh, and everybody... Everybody loves to cheer when that guy has a problem, you know? Yeah, that was the other thing, too. Yeah, we didn't talk about that earlier. His tire came off. I mean, and that's, you know, there's going to be... And it'll be interesting to see how they... I wonder if... Wondering if his crew chief gets a four-race suspension, which would be very interesting because if he's retained with the 18 guard, uh, he'll have a new driver next year, most likely Ty Gibbs, and could potentially miss the first... The Daytona 500 or... If they have a Mishnah clash, depending on how they handle that, be interesting to see how NASCAR doles out that tire loss penalty. But of course, we know it's obviously been the four race suspension. Um, but yeah, I think both these were great picks. Obviously, Kyle Busch with all that trouble, the spinning, the losing the tire still ends up in third. That shows you how good his car was. Reddick was up front all day long. It'd be interesting to see what his odds are this weekend at Homestead because I think he's going to be a popular driver, but I think for good reason because... I think he's going to be one to watch. And, and as fast as he's been a mile and a half all season, as good as he looked here, uh, I think he's definitely going to be somebody to watch going forward. But both great picks by you. Uh, both had a good chance. And we, we were so close to hitting one of those those winners. More on your side than mine. But, uh, yeah. You guys, the Monday show is for no other reason than Cody to pat me on the back and make me feel better about myself because, uh, you know, you, you get down on yourself and, and you need that guy to pick you up. So that's – I'm sorry you have to listen to it every week, Cody, just patting me on the back saying, you're Last okay, week buddy. it was the other way. You were you, know, you, you <laughs> kept me afloat because it was rough after my freaking cardboard bullshit. All I want is for Cody to say, they're there, my friend. They're there. <laughs> Rod said I can come back next year as long as I keep telling him it's okay. I know that <laughs> Wait, was, was I supposed to say that? No, damn it. That was the negotiations behind the scenes. All right. Oh, sorry. Never mind. Uh, all right. So we are going to look ahead uh, to the next week. It is Homestead. It is Miami. Uh, it was generally the last race of the season, right? That was that was the closer, but they, they did away with that a few years ago. Uh, but now Miami, again, turns into a, a, an important track for these guys as they try to trudge on through to the championships, uh, to the final four, and then that last race uh, of the season. <clears throat> so, again, we'll, we'll set up the betting for Miami tomorrow, of course, as we always do. But, yeah, I mean, look, the things are getting heated now. Obviously, we've seen emotions and tempers just flare all over the place on both series. We get trucks back this weekend as well. So uh, we got three series now to bet on as, uh, for the betting show Another action pack week in a racing, buddy. Another one. Yeah, just to update, too, the points on the Cup Series side of things. Same thing. Three spots left. Joey Logano wins. He's locked himself in. Um, and, and really, it's still anybody. Christopher Bell's only 23 points out um, uh, from the cutoff line. So, really, any of these eight can still make it. Uh, so, it should be a good battle these next two weeks. But, yeah, all three series in action again. Love it. Uh, you know, we got that two more times this year with this weekend. Then the trucks have off Martinsville and then, uh, you know, so the trucks will set their final four lineup this weekend and we'll know who's racing for a championship in that series. Um, and then we'll see if anybody in the Xfinity in the, in the cup series can punch that second ticket and leave just two spots left, uh, in either or both of those series headed to Martinsville. So man, we're getting near the end of, of the racing, which sucks. But, uh, like you said, plenty of news. We're going to be here all off season. So much to talk about. I don't even know if we're gonna be able to fit everything there is to talk about into the off-season shows so no uh no lack of content for you as the season goes off but uh yeah and then futures bets as soon as we can start hitting them again um, but yeah we got some more races to win some more money here first yes sir um all right cody well before we wrap up this episode why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on social media yep you can find me on twitter at husker underscore zeeb all my work is over there follow the show as well at nascar gambling podcast and uh, shout out to my wife, Jennifer. It's her birthday today, so happy birthday. Uh, thanks for putting up with me and with Rod stealing me all the time. 
but uh yeah follow follow me on on twitter at husker underscore zeb and uh, you can get all my work over there fruit basket is in the mail buddy fruit basket is in the mail follow me on twitter at rj via gomez there's a link in my bio to everything i got going on whether it's here whether it's sportsbook review or whether it's in between media just click that link and all the to all of it's all there whatever you know the drill uh thanks for listening everybody we'll be back tomorrow with the betting episode and until next time let's go racing and let it ride